Welcome into a brand new episode of Perfectly Average, the perfect podcast for perfectly average movies. And we are back again for consecutive weeks for the first time in a while. And it feels a little more regular. And I'm so excited to be joined by my co-host who does this with me every time, Austin Garrett. What's up, dude? I'm doing good. Uh, I want you to know that even if you had a $10 million bounty on your head, I wouldn't kill you in your sleep. Wow, thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so we, we've been talking recently about what movies we wanted to do next. Last week we did a special quarantine edition and picked movies that we had seen while we'd been by ourselves home alone and um, picked some movies that we thought were pretty average that we had seen. But now that we're back to a more regular schedule, uh, we wanted to pick movies uh, specifically on a more regular basis. So we decided this week to do a movie that came out pretty recently and dropped on Netflix. And it's an action movie, one that apparently 90 million people have seen, which we'll get into those numbers in a minute. Uh, that movie is Extraction, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth. I saw this uh, with, with my dad. We watched it pretty much the, the day it came out, that Friday it came out. And uh, we didn't... we kind of just expected it to be your run-of-the-mill action movie and while that is basically what it is there are some things that we'll get into about it that I do think uh, are above average and and have some merit but Austin when did you get to watch this movie I watched this movie this morning uh with a with a cup of coffee you know that's how I started my day off I'm pretty sure that's not how this movie was intended to be watched but uh you know you just make do but it was, yeah, it was an experience. Let's just, uh, we'll start there. It was an experience. Yeah, I think this movie has some interesting nuggets um, about who was involved in the making of it and uh, kind of how this movie came to be. So uh, this movie was written by Joe Russo. If you know, if that name sounds familiar at all, he is one of the uh, Russo brothers who direct a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Uh, they started with Captain America Winter Soldier, then did Captain America Civil War, and most recently have done the Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame uh, movies, some of the biggest movies of all time. Uh, so they did those, and they've their projects post-Avengers have not been universally well-received. Uh, no, we in about, fact, two of them were mentioned. Yeah. yeah. We talked about both of these briefly last week, uh, 21 Bridges and now this. Um, and so I, I just thought it was interesting that Joe Russo did have his hand in writing the script. And I think an even more interesting nugget is this movie was directed by Sam Hargrave, who was a stunt coordinator for a lot of the MCU movies that the Russo brothers directed. So I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. And so this is a pretty big step up for him uh, with a, with a bigger budget. $65 million isn't a huge budget, um, but yep. it's still a, a big budget, big movie star action action flick uh, how much of that budget do you think went to hemsworth <laughs> yeah i don't really know because i don't really recognize anyone else in the movie and that except for my ignorance except for one brief cameo yeah he's in it for like <laughs> three minutes yeah <laughs> yeah like, like i said the budget uh sits at around 65 million dollars i have no clue how much money it's made uh netflix puts out their own numbers and they say 90 million people have watched it, but that's Netflix telling you what its own numbers are, not yeah. a different source telling you how many people have watched it. So, I mean, that'd be like if Austin and I shot a movie and told everyone that we made $3 billion and sold so many tickets. And yeah, so that's, for, 
for 90 million people to have watched it, that's like a third of the United States. And I bet you if I asked 10, 10 of my closest friends uh, if they've seen this movie, they wouldn't have even heard of this movie. So That's fair. I, I do feel like, though, they did push, at least on social media platforms, this yeah. movie was pushed uh, quite heavily. And part of it is I follow pretty much everyone involved with this movie. Like, I follow yeah. the Russo <laughs> brothers on Instagram. I follow Chris Hemsworth on Twitter and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I saw a lot of their behind the scenes stuff. And in some ways I wish I wouldn't have because they showed a <laughs> lot of things um, like we'll get into this in a minute, but there's a knife fight in the movie mm-hmm. and they pretty much put that on Twitter before the movie came out. And I wish I wouldn't have seen that beforehand, but I know yep. they wanted people to be like, Oh, this isn't your typical action movie. They're trying some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get why they showed it, but I wish I wouldn't have seen it. Yep. Uh, so let's, let's kind of get into uh, the critic uh, perception uh, of this movie. Uh, Austin, you want to give away what uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is not the best judgment of movies sometimes, uh, 68% of critics gave it a positive review. Yeah, I'll talk about uh, Rotten Tomatoes and how that all works on my other podcast, Cinema Ticket, eventually. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of interactions with people lately about Rotten Tomatoes and mm-hmm. I've realized that no one really knows how it works. Yep. And so it is one of my missions on this planet <laughs> to make sure that people understand Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. To make sure that people are using it correctly yeah. and are not forming their tastes or opinion based upon the score of the movies that they watch. True. Yeah. But but Rotten Tomatoes is the most prevalent one. So yeah, for sure. we got to give people, yeah, uh, the way how to use it. Yep. And it drives a lot of the conversation and drives a lot of marketing uh, yep. for movies. Uh, they'll put on their posters or they'll put on their Blu-rays that yep. it's certified fresh and rotten tomatoes. And, and people hold a lot of opinion and place a lot of their opinion on, on rotten tomatoes. So we do want to mention that 68% of critics did give it a positive review. I want to read some of those. Uh, Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times says, it's a shame that this crowd pleaser won't be playing to crowds, but it still works as a Friday night pop the popcorn living room entertainment, a three and a half out of four stars. That's probably the most positive review on here. Um, there's, one, uh, there's one that says, extraction made me laugh and cry right here, right now. It's manna from the gods. That's a little extreme. That, that is a little <laughs> much. But here, here's the opposite end of that spectrum uh, from Kevin Maher of the, of the UK Times. In the end, extraction must be added to such Netflix entries, such as Triple Frontier, Six Underground, and Bright as yet another frustrating example of the streaming giant's inability to emulate the blockbuster form. Going wow. in on your favorite movie there, Austin. Triple Frontier is a million times better than Six Underground. Those two are not the same. It's, oh. I haven't seen it, but I can also probably attest to the fact that it's better than Bright. As if you've been following my Instagram, you know that I do not like Bright at all. Yeah, that movie's awful. <laughs> so that's kind of oh. a couple... That's just a couple reviews from Rotten Tomatoes from some of their top critics. wanted to give... Uh, a couple people's uh, specific opinions on it and kind of dive deeper into the, the 68% uh, there. Metacritic has a 56 on Metacritic, Metacritic which isn't great. Uh, I know not a ton of people use Metacritic. I know, I know of some who do, but I just wanted to mention that score there. 
and then audience reviews. Now this one's kind of tricky because we typically uh, will mention cinema score here, but obviously that's not a thing right now with yep. everything going on. <laughs> so cinema score is absent from our audience scores. It's usually present. Um, but I wanted to mention as a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which isn't a audience score I actively trust, but it is also the same as a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes if you were to make that a percentage. So that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. And on uh, and on Letterboxd, if we look, it's got three out of five. So it's all pretty much in the same mid-50s to high-60s range. Um, yeah, and it, it perfectly matches kind of our criteria on Letterboxd anyway yep. uh, for, for this. The three out of five is exactly kind of what we look for <laughs> uh, when we're doing these episodes. So uh, this one met, met the criteria, fit pretty well, and uh, it made sense to kind of do this one as – Apparently, 90 million of you have watched it. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of breaking news. It came out a few weeks ago, but I feel like it got buried in the... Uh, it came out on May the 4th, so it got buried in the Star Wars Day news and everything mm. associated with that. I didn't see anything about it till this morning, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but apparently, there is a sequel to Extraction coming uh, with Joe Russo, again, writing the script. And I guess Hemsworth is back to I star. Don't, I don't know how. I can't tell based on the article. But yeah. I would guess he's coming back for it. But that's just. Or, and we can get into the plot later. Or if it's the, if it's the woman at the end. If that, that's true. Yep. I, I don't be. know, man. Could be, could be. So there are plans for a sequel. Austin, how do you feel about a sequel? Uh, for extraction at this point i don't so as with with netflix movies you know their attempts at making blockbusters we haven't seen one get picked up for a sequel you know there there hasn't been a sequel to triple frontier or six under and there probably won't be um so i don't know what a sequel for this would look like especially with the way that the story played out throughout all of it but it'll get made uh, and and that is is significant. So what what do you think about? Yeah, I, I the Netflix thing I think is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. their teen drama slash romantic teen romantic comedies are gangbusters. Like do gangbusters yeah. for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think of to all the boys I've loved before that got a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's granted, true. that one kind of lent itself to one because there's a series of books. Yeah, they're subject um, material. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but they're action movies. I haven't particularly enjoyed many of them too much yeah. to get really excited about a sequel. Um, though I would probably watch it if it's going to be kind of the same as this. Like I'd watch it once at least mm-hmm. just to see. Uh, but I'm not excited too much about it, nor am I too upset about it either. But mm. I would personally rather see Joe Russo go do something else. Yep. I'm with you. (laughs) But I mean, if this is what he likes to do more power to him. Yeah. I mean, this definitely had, this definitely had like good elements to it. Um, Things that were unique and interesting about it. I just, I don't know. That's not, not necessarily what I want from Joe Russo. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but they do have a movie coming out with Tom Holland next year 
Yeah. And we'll see what, what that looks like. Um, but we're going to get into the movie itself, what we liked, what we didn't, what makes this movie uh, perfectly average, as we like to say. And so going forward, uh, there will be spoilers galore. We're going to break the movie down, uh, big plot points, um, everything in between. So if you haven't seen the movie, which apparently you have, uh, <laughs> feel free to, to tune off and come back to us later and, and, and listen to this podcast once you watch it. So I want to start with uh, the, the positives of the movie. Mm. And I want to do this because often on this podcast, we talk about things, about movies that um, don't quite reach uh, the heights that we had in mind for them um, mm-hmm. when we saw the trailer or whatever. And, and so we, we often talk a lot about what didn't work and what holds the movie back. And we will get into those things, but I do want to talk about uh, things that that we really liked and that we enjoyed in the movie because I do think there are some things worth mentioning here about things mm-hmm. that do really work in this movie. So Austin, what are some things in Extraction that work really well for you? Well, it makes sense now that um, the director was the stunt coordinator for a couple of the MCU movies because the action sequences and the stunts themselves are really like they're really interesting and they're fun to watch and um, it's pretty intense action. It's fast moving, but it's, it's not dizzying like Michael Bay. Um, it was, there are sequences that are shot uh, like chase sequences where some, some uh, directors would do lots of cuts and they would cut, 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 cut where uh, what this movie did that I haven't seen a whole lot of others is it, it was just like there was a handheld camera in the back of the car mm-hmm. and it's transitioning from different shots so we can see where everything's going, but it's almost on a swivel and it's yeah. uh, they're using some, some fast moving blur to kind of piece together two shots and, yeah. and it was different and it was interesting and it wasn't, it didn't make me sick. So um which I can't say for a lot of action movies, especially Six Underground. Yeah, I, I think the action in this movie for me is what makes it watchable. If it yep. had, if it was, if the action was a bunch of quick cuts and um, you couldn't really see what was happening, uh, it would significantly um, take down my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. But the way the action's filmed, like you said, you got to mention it the way especially this um i don't even know how like it feels like it's like 10 minutes or so where it feels like it's one Mm -hmm. long take it's not they have hidden cuts uh trying to make it look like it's one take uh but i remember when Mm -hmm. i was watching it for the first time looking at my dad and being like yo i feel like we've been on this one shot for a while now like i don't feel like Mm -hmm. they've gone away or cut away or anything like that and and that's what they did uh but uh, it was just cool to see a fight scene done that way. We yeah. saw that with 1917, the whole movie was like that. Oh. But to see an action movie with this much fight choreography, especially, uh, try to pull this off was was really, really cool. Uh, there's one uh, kill I want to talk about that he does in this movie. And it's really fitting for the character name, too. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Dude spikes a dude's head on a rake yeah that was i didn't think they were gonna do it like i was like are they gonna do it are they gonna do it 
because it because the rake is kind of in the shot for a while yep and you're like oh there's something sharp he could use and yep. he uses it yeah and it's in like the most brutal way of using it too it's not like he just takes the rake and swings it no and hits him. he flips a guy over onto his stomach and just like forces his head into the teeth of the the rake and it was i yeah i i when i was watching it, i was like oh oh is he about to and he does it and whew. And I also thought, so there's a, there's an action scene where he fights a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, and I think this comes from the stunt coordinator having an eye for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where he fights a bunch of kids and he doesn't kill any of the kids mm-hmm. and they make a point of that. Yep. Um, which I thought was really cool and yeah. uh, kind of set itself apart from the earlier action where he's just taking out dudes left and right. Mm-hmm. And as we'll see later in the movie, uh, if the if the ending is to be believed, uh, the not killing the kids comes bite to back to bite him in the butt at the yep. end of the movie. Yep. Uh, but it was in the moment is still really cool, and I'm still glad he didn't kill any of those kids. Uh, but it was a really inventive action sequence of him trying to figure out, okay, how do I beat these kids up, teach them a lesson, but not kill any of them. He ends up just slamming half of their arms and car doors and whacking their heads with car doors. He uses a lot of car doors in that scene. Yes, he does. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, like, it would have been hard to watch if he's killing all these kids. You know, these child soldiers. Um, I couldn't... That would have been hard to watch. I agree. I also think Chris Hemsworth is perfectly fine in this movie. Like mm-hmm. he's everything I expected he was going to be in this movie. Yep. Uh, he's not bad, but he's just Chris Hemsworth. Yep. Um, I had to Google the character's name in the movie a few minutes ago. Cause I kind of <laughs> forgot it. And I just kept calling him Chris Hemsworth the whole time. Yep. Which when you Googled it, you found out his last name is rake. Yes. So yep. his last name is literally rake. <laughs> yep. And uh, so he's fine. I, I don't think, much of the other acting is good but for positives i can say that chris hemsworth uh did a pretty nice job and he did a lot of the action stuff so more more props to him for that yeah hemsworth was what i expected him to be and nothing more and that was the best acting performance in the movie by a long shot now i kind of want to do you have anything else positive to say about it before we moved on to kind of what doesn't work and the things that hold it back i think i think we've covered it pretty well cool so let's transition into the what doesn't work uh segment here are are there any glaring issues that to you that stick out uh, about extraction and some of the flaws that it has um that i i texted you about this while i was watching it this morning there were a couple times where they tried to add some heart to it um, by having like um, deep conversations and doing a little bit of flashback and um, I, I, it just didn't work to me. Uh, nothing that they really brought in was effective. Uh, I didn't necessarily feel a whole lot for any of the characters, which is it with a movie like this if if they can find a way to make you really care about the characters that's what makes a movie like this special Mm -hmm. uh and i just didn't feel that for any of the characters really yeah neither did i um i I have written down here in my notes 
any attempt to make it emotional or or add heavy emotional stakes doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, it just feels hokey. Yeah. And towards the end, when everything's going down, the only person you care about is Chris Hemsworth, but it's yeah. not because of his character. It's just because of it's Chris Hemsworth. You know? Yep. It, it's not because his character is super special or you connect to him in any way, really. It's just because it's Chris Hemsworth and you don't want to see him go out, you know? Yeah. So pretty much all the other characters, any attempt to give them backstory or add uh, certain meaning or add any heart to it kind of fell flat for me because I realized I don't, when I was about 10 minutes into this movie, I realized what it was going to be and mm-hmm. I didn't really need it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, it kind of fell out of place just because I knew what they were trying to do. But I was like, I don't really need it right now. Like yeah. you're not really affecting how I'm enjoying the story or I've accepted a while ago what you're doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing that I realized is this is a movie that's what close to two hours. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that the script was like five pages long and that's it <laughs> because there's no dialogue in like the there's entire no. movie. Uh, it's just them running and shooting people. And like, it was fun to watch, but there's just, so you know, the, the moments where they tried to add heart didn't work, but it's because there was really no character development at all. Um, they tried to give us a little bit of, of background into Tyler Rake, our main character. And it's kind of, it's like two sentences is all the background that we get. And it's not that compelling. (laughs) Yeah. So when I was watching it for the first time, uh, about 15 minutes in, I looked and my dad, while we were watching it, and I was like, have they said his name yet? Like, I couldn't remember, like, yeah, have they said the character's name yet? Or do we, have we not, do we not know it yet? Or who are we following here? Like, I, that was kind of, it's kind of confusing. And then the only person that they ever have say it is, or the only two people that ever say it, they have, like, very thick accents. And so yeah. it's like, it's hard to understand, you know, exactly what they are saying <laughs> yeah and, and if, if they wanted to go the uh the yojimbo or fistful of dollars route where you make uh-huh. him an unnamed assassin or an unnamed person like they could have gone that way too and i think it would have been fine yeah uh, but it's just such a forgettable name and, and character altogether but uh and, and one thing i do want to mention and somebody mentioned this on twitter and it kind of went viral um is is the filter they use on the movie uh is the same filter that everyone uses in every movie about a, a third world country or a place uh, that they're going to that's uh, in a lot of poverty or whatever. They have this like orange filter yep. on top that, <laughs> that makes everything look kind of dirty and, and everything like that. And then people were sharing pictures of what their city actually looks like when it's like not in a movie. <laughs> it was really funny. It was, that was like, I feel like so many of these movies, these action movies where they go to uh, these foreign countries, I feel like the director is just like, we need to get an orange shot of a slum and this open air market. And like that, that, that shot is just tired to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that's tired to me and I, this just is a personal preference thing. uh, But I, I think it's so funny when we go to, when we watch movies that are, entirely in other countries hmm. and the people in the other countries are only speaking english yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. we, do, we do get a little bit of 
some native languages, but most of the time the people are speaking English. Yeah. And it's, uh, I feel that way when I watch like space movies too, and I can kind of suspend my belief, but like whenever somebody like goes planet hopping or whatever, and everyone's just speaking English, I'm like, okay, <laughs> but like, is that how it would really <laughs> go down? Uh, but in sci-fi movies, I can kind of suspend my belief on that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but when it's like real world stuff, it's, it's a lot harder for me to do so. Yeah. So the, <laughs> there's a scene at the very beginning and I knew right away, I was like, okay, this is going to be one of those movies. I'm just going to have to suspend some, some logic. And it's like these, these kids and they're at a club uh, and they're only speaking English. The only thing you hear in the club is English. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, and in your opinion, is there anything that Extraction uh, is missing that's holding it back from maybe being a better movie or uh, maybe you want it to be really great and it just fell short? Is there anything maybe that you would add or change or make a little different uh, to make the movie a little better for you? I want want character development. Um, Whether it is... I don't know if a flashback sequence from, you know, even if it's just a, like a quick montage sequence of Tyler's life before all of this and what, what's brought him to the point where he's at. It's just, I don't know anything about him. And with movies, uh, you know, action movies like this, Hitman movies, the ones that stand the test of time are the ones that you are personally invested in the character. Uh, and I wanted that and I didn't get it. I think that's a pretty uh, fair assessment. Uh, I have written down in my notes here, a compelling story. And I think it's possible is holding it back. So uh, like I said before, about 10 minutes in, I knew what was going to like, I knew what kind of movie they were going to make and what, and and everything like that. Um, So maybe for me, it's a different movie entirely, but um, yep. I think watching that action and mixing it with a compelling story could be something really cool. And I have a pitch for you, actually. Yes. Have you ever seen the show 24? Yes, I have. I think that style of show could mm-hmm. work for something like Extraction. So yeah. not making it a movie, but instead making like it a, a TV show so you have more time uh, to develop those characters. Yeah. Um, and maybe Tyler Rake becomes something of a Jack Bauer in our or, pop culture. Or, or a Jack, or, what is it, the Jack Ryan, the John yeah. Krasinski one? Or mm-hmm. did you ever see Burn Notice uh, with Michael Weston? No, I haven't seen that one. Okay, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, just Hitman. Uh, I, yeah, I think that this would play out a little better in, in that type of format. But I don't think you're going to get Chris Hemsworth to do that. So that stinks. Uh, maybe if you threw enough money at him, he would, he would maybe <laughs> consider it. But but yeah, for sure. I was just thinking more of just having more time. Uh, yeah. To be with the character and to be in his world and see things the way he sees it. And, yeah, and I would like that. Rather uh, than just like two movies. Yeah, and give us more background information on the people he's working with. You know, how did he get connected with them? What are they? Are they, uh, you know, like there's so much we don't know. Yeah, and and the shows we mentioned don't have the greatest necessarily uh, character development or you care about everyone in those shows. But when I think about like 24 um, and how much I cared about when when Jack's daughter's in danger or 
um, or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Those stories are a little more gripping and a little more emotionally investing um, than what we got in Extraction. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for you? Any other slight changes or tweaks uh, to Extraction that could take it from, you know, we're doing a perfectly average episode on it to maybe doing a cinema ticket episode on it? Yeah. Uh, Some better supporting roles um, or at least better acting in supporting roles. Um, there's just it was just kind of meh other than Chris Hemsworth yeah so would you ever watch Extraction again would you give it a second watch uh, if I was with the boys you know if I was hanging out with some friends and they hadn't seen it and you know we're just hanging out on a on a Friday night yeah I'd probably watch it again but I'm not sitting down by myself to rewatch it I'm not going to rewatch it again to, you know, notice things I missed before. Or, you know, I'm bored, so I want to watch a movie. This is not one I'm picking, I don't think. What about you? Yeah, I said guys night, question mark. <laughs> uh, it's about the only time I would probably ever rewatch it if uh, a bunch of guys got together, a bunch of my friends got together, and and most yep. of the people were like, we want to watch Extraction and never seen it. I will sit there and watch it with them. Yep. Uh, but it would not be my vote. And and if we it. decide to watch it, I'll watch the action scenes and I'll be on my phone the rest of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I would say even if it's your first time watching it, you can still do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can still be on your phone for all of it except the action sequences. <laughs> you're not missing any dialogue. So. <laughs> yeah, there's not much uh, story beats you're going to want to care about or really feel like feel bad that you missed out on. Yep. Uh, you can just watch the action and have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, kind of around that. Uh, could you recommend this uh, to a friend or to somebody who's looking for something to watch right now? Whew, um, if it's if I'm recommending it to anyone, it's going to be my friends that like action movies. Uh, if it's my friends that want to sit down and like enjoy a story, I'm not going to recommend it to them. Yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at. If I have uh, if a friend who I know is into the John Wick stuff or mm-hmm. uh, war movies or shows like like we mentioned like Twenty Four or Jack Ryan or whatever, if they're into those kind of shows, I think uh, they would have a good good time with Extraction. But if you're like my mom or like yeah <laughs> like a, a bunch of other people I know uh, who aren't really into the action. Um, thriller assassin hitman kind of movies um i probably wouldn't recommend this i would probably send you somewhere else to watch something but if you like action this movie is going to give you what you want yeah if i don't know if you like the hitman movies and the you know spy movies and stuff you know i would recommend other things before i would get to this you know i would recommend uh a lot of other stuff before I would get to this, but if that's your thing, this, this will scratch the itch. Um, and it's a, it's a new movie in that catalog. So especially right now, while everyone's stuck at home, this is, uh, it, it'll scratch the itch and that's all you really need it to do. And for you, where does extraction stack up in the lustrous history of Hitman movies as we have them? Okay, so the, I, I was going to ask you a question. So what would you consider, you know, obviously John Wick, 
um, is, is up, you know, it's a prominent one. What other movies? So like I would, I would consider Jason Bourne, um, even though he's not like a hitman, he's uh, kind of a one man. It, yeah, I was thinking more of just like the the one man against everybody okay. kind of movies. I think this is pretty average, pretty middle of the road. Um, I don't think it's better than John Wick. And I, I have some issues with John Wick. I do too. Um, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and I love the Bourne movies. Um, so I don't think that this is nearly as good. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I would probably, to the, to the person who likes action movies, I would probably recommend John Wick before I would recommend this. I agree. Just because John Wick has a little more style, mm-hmm. uh, a little, it's a little more entertaining. I think um, yep. the story is even probably more simple than the one in Extraction, at least in the first movie. Uh, and so I think it's shot a little better. I know the fight scenes are cool, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the cinematography of John Wick and yeah. how cool some of that stuff is. Uh, so I'd probably recommend that before I recommend uh, somebody Extraction. I agree. Uh, but it's it's certainly not a bad uh, a bad movie or no. a bad uh, hitman one man against everybody kind of movies. Um, yeah, like I I want to be I want to be clear. There are some things that I didn't in like this movie I didn't love, but I also didn't hate it. Um, no, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. I. I would recommend other movies before it, but if if you like action movies, then I would check it out. Yeah, it's one that uh, if you know what you're getting into before you watch it, it's going to probably meet every expectation you had for it Mm -hmm. um, and maybe surprise you a little with the cool action scenes. Um, But it's it's not going to um, change how you view action movies or... uh, significantly change your taste in action movies so if it's if it's something that feels like it's up your alley it probably is so i would Mm. i would recommend that uh recommend extraction to you if if you're into that kind of thing yeah well austin do you have any final words left on on extraction uh i i think we've i think i've said my piece um the the action sequences are pretty fantastic um knowing that it's a stunt coordinator who's coordinating and directing this movie uh, adds an extra little layer um it lets you know that the the stunts are well thought out they're going to be carried out well and so um even if it's just for that uh i enjoyed it yeah for sure i can't wait to see what sam hargrave does next as a director um if if it's more action stuff if he does a sequel um i'm excited to see the action stuff that he'll, he'll bring in the future um but but ultimately this is one for me uh, i gave it a two and a half out of five on letterboxd um one for me that's right in the middle of the road uh just like my review uh, i split it <laughs> right down the road didn't love it didn't hate it uh probably won't revisit it on my own time yeah uh, but have you seen Extraction? What do you think of it? Uh, be sure to let us know on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter now. We have a brand new Twitter account uh, at PerfectlyAVGPod. That's PerfectlyAVGPod. Uh, you can follow us over there. That just launched this past week. And so we'll be uh, 
providing some updates and sharing episodes and we'll be a little more involved uh, over there so you can connect with us over there and austin where can people find you on twitter uh you can find me at Sauston garrett on twitter and uh i tweet mediocre content but <laughs> there's plenty of it love that you can catch me on twitter at the zach leslie and that's zach with an h um, I tweet about a lot of different things, sports, movies, music, uh, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, and you can also uh, follow us both over on Letterboxd, and we would love to see you there. Uh, again, be sure to like, subscribe, uh, follow this podcast wherever you get it, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. And we'll look, we look forward to bringing you another episode next week as this becomes a more regular thing uh, throughout the summer, and we're really excited about that. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya.